Welcome back to the Wine Jar Cynics. I am Dio. I'm Gene. And I'm Mac. Um, just want to give a quick shout out to the social media at Wine Jar Cynics on everything. Instagram, Parlor, Twitter, Rumble. <laughs> for a <laughs> second. For a second, I thought you were gonna bring up uh, Pearl Harbor because today is the um anniversary of the Pearl Bomb bar- Yeah, Pearl Harbor bombing. What's Pearl Harbor? Yeah, what is that? Oops, I guess I guess we aren't allowed to talk about that. We got censored. Hey. I just don't know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go there, but I'm not going to go there. Fuck it. Yeah, we don't know what <laughs> that I, is. I know what Pearl Harbor is. <laughs> if you don't know what Pearl Harbor is, read a book or Wikipedia or something. Yeah, exactly. But, but I just thought, I was thinking about um, people back then. And that's the point of the, the episode today. It's like, have people, have young men kind of lost their way? Are they... Young men or, or young everybody? Mostly, um... I guess young women too, but I mean, like purpose in general. I would say younger people in general, but I feel it's mostly young men, because you know, as I think, because well, what's the, what's especially the, what's with the question, the, the question is, have they lost their way philosophically? Have they lost meaning in their lives? Do you think that they find groups, kind of like how we were talking about these extremist fringe groups? Like, I guess incels could be one of them. Could be anything. Antifa incels too. Definitely could be one of them. Yeah. And incels, Antifa, all these other groups that they've. They need this kind of group to fill in the void of their um, uh, meaninglessness, uneventful lives. Do you think, I mean, it sounds kind of harsh when I say that, but do you think that does exist? Because a lot of people throw that out there, like that. Meaninglessness the, or the. the kind of the, un, not meaninglessness, because more like mm-hmm. the uneventfulness. Is that a word? Uneventfulness. <clears throat> kind of how their life lacks adventure and, mm. and, um, a lot of aspects that people used to have before they used to have to work hard, um, struggle, I and that would kind of add meaning to them in a way, in a sense. Well, oh, do you think those elements are kind of gone? It kind of depends on what, where you draw meaning from. That's I was about to say, because... Like, Intel's, you brought it up, they put it pretty much all in their ability to get women. Yeah, I don't so think Intel's would be a good uh, yeah example. I, mean, I think it's an okay example. If but, that's where the meaning comes from, that's where... Yeah put their goals in life and their focus on and they can't do it so they group into but i th- I think the problem with that is that's not a like objectively that's not a good place to put your your self-worth and no your ability to get laid because what happens is you get laid and it's ultimately unsatisfying yeah for for self-worth after yeah you, <coughs> you realize I only bring up insults just because we had an ep- episode about them, right? Yeah, well, that's it, the only it, reason it's why. A, essentially, know, it's, a, it's a good thing because yeah. I think it fits. I would say, um, in terms of like contrasted with l- earlier generations or later generation, later generations, is uh, is that it wasn't so much that they led adventurous lives because in a lot of yeah. cases, you know, people stayed around where they were born, like you know. I mean, obviously, there's migration across country and across the world, things like that. But generally, people tend to stay close to home. Uh, and this was even more true before there was international travel that was, you know, available to everyone. However, p- 
people drew meaning from much different things. And because survival was harsher, there were things like wars and actual famines and stock market crashes and all these things. Um, the fact that you survived through it, you had the, the struggle was the meaning. Essentially, that's what I'm saying. The struggle was a meaning, right? And so what you're you're arguing is that now we are so comfortable in our existence that there is relatively no struggle, and so everything feels kind of meaningless. Uh, uh, Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Do you think that's, for a lot of people people think that way? People still preach the struggle, though, as a part of success. It's outworking people. Well, I mean, pe- yeah. people still struggle is the thing. I, and this is coming from a very particular group of people, in my opinion, is that it's coming from people who generally and who are generally in better circumstances. I think that the struggle is recognized as as like having something to it, having a value. And so people that are born into situations without struggle – they either seek out struggle or they invent struggle, which is probably more common. I think that's kind of where the incel thing comes, is that you don't see a lot of really, um, you don't see people that are born into really tough situations becoming incels that much. Mm. Because honestly, they don't have time or opportunity to just sit in their room with a computer and and be angry at women. And to an earlier point, I was kind of off camera, which you brought up, I think, it's almost been the struggle's been glorified in society. So people who don't have it, never experienced it, want to latch on to it. Yeah, exactly. For, for meaning <clears throat> in their lives. And it, what, yeah, what we were talking about earlier was in the 90s, there was this definite kind of the, the kids that grew up with more of a struggle. They had more like they had worked their way through struggle. And this wasn't really when they were young, but when they started to get like high school, when they become more self-aware of your living situation and other people's situation, the people who kind of had less started to get respect or street cred, or they had a voice because of these experiences. They had life experience from a young age. Whereas the people who grew up in more comfortable circumstances, more like standard, you know, first world middle-class upbringing, they were, they started to feel, I guess, insecure. Because I don't think anybody was making them feel that way, but they definitely started to feel insecure. Well, and so they started... Or even maybe even just not cool. Yeah, I mean, in, in the shorthand of it, yeah, just not cool. Like, they started to just not feel like they had as much as these people. And so that's where you started to see the uptake of, like, uh, white kids starting to act black or, or really, you know... Not identifying, but kind of superimposing themselves into, you know, rap culture and and hip hop culture um, was because that was what they knew. There was a big surge in the 90s of movies. Uh, Spike Lee had a lot of movies. There was a lot of movies from the black perspective in the inner city. And a lot of people, because they could sympathize with that, but they didn't just sympathize it. They also, like, wanted to experience. They felt that there was there was value to be had in, in having that. And so they, that's where you got these. And it was, it was a huge thing through, through the late nineties, early two thousands was the Wiggers. <laughs> I mean, <coughs> yes. And I mean, to call them, I mean, that's what you, we call they them. Call, I thought they called them Wiggers. No, it was with the hard R. Yeah. They got the hard R. They didn't get the benefit of the uh, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't <laughs> get that. Day, we don't get yeah, that. No, they, they got the hard R. 
But do you feel a lot of people have an ex- existential crisis? A lot of young people nowadays who feel well, like they don't have a a life that's meaningful. It kind of comes like down to that quote from a uh, Fight Club: "We're the middle children children of history, man. No purpose or place. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great war is a spiritual war. Our depression is our lives. Kind of that. Yeah, I mean, energy. Do you feel that that is? And I, I can just even expand or extend off of what mac was saying because even today it stretches in today and even now because it was back then it was like a okay the wiggers trying to hop onto black culture mm-hmm. to try and feel that struggle or whatever yeah but now you have well-off black people well-off asians well-off every group who have nothing to do with that still wanting to attach to that Oh, exactly. Well, they they've they've made it to well, and this is ri- it's like, it's a mainstream sort of. There's literally a term for it now, which is microaggression, because there's no longer macro or true aggression. So literally, you had to break down things that could just be miscommunications or or bad reading of the intentions, or sometimes deliberately so, to to feel that you are in a struggle to feel that you have been wronged or offended, or as they put it, a violence has been committed against you. And so, especially, I would say, especially in minority communities, because they're so for the, the, the modern, the, uh, what is it? The the great grandchildren and great grandchildren of let's, you know, white people in America, they have, you know, the the struggle of World War Two and, and, you know, Vietnam and Korea. And, and, you know, they had this whole, all these fights of the 20th century and the stock market tra- crash, right? <clears throat> but ultimately, these things led to prosperity. And so they're pretty far from mo- removed from that. Whereas in the minority communities, in black uh, culture and in uh, Asian culture, you have relatively recent um, wrongs being done to either your parents or your grandparents and through their sacrifice and through their hard work and through their overcoming of this, they had this great obstacle that was done in the civil rights to overcome this. And then, because you know, this huge victory, this huge purpose to pave the way for all their generations to come after them. And so, you know, a lot of them became quite successful. <laughs> and then so they get in these situations where they just don't have that. But it's so fresh. They, it, they hear about it from people who are still alive. And and there's this is I think where the appeal comes from, is that it, like you were saying, uh, Gene, that that need to to feel the struggle, that need to that struggle that existed in past generations just doesn't exist like it exists now, mm-hmm. and there's a need to try to replicate it, and in a way they're reverting to it, and I I mean that by all the people nowadays. I'm not saying they but <laughs> like everybody who's doing something because it's it's seen on on every you know ethnicity in in the u.s especially but in most western countries which is a testament to how well western countries are doing in this day and age i think well it reminds me of that quote um hard times create strong men strong men create good times good times create weak men weak men create hard times yeah, I that mean, quote. That's that's what I'm referring to. Do you be, do you believe that we're in one of the stages? Well, do you believe in abs- that we're in good? We're in the age of like weak men part- creating hard part- times. Participation trophies. We we are in the age. Well, first and foremost, we're in the age of the most prosperity the world has ever known. The the it's most abundance that the world has ever known, and and on a global scale, really. Like mm-hmm. there are very very poor places in the world, but they're 
they are being lifted out of poverty day by day. Like the entire world is. It is objectively better than before. A lot better than, well, uh, than sometimes. Twenty twenty, they're probably falling. Well, twenty twenty. Well, not twenty twenty is a very big. Uh, just step like ten, back. ten, twenty steps back. Yeah, How yeah. Twenty twenty is, is a lot. Way, yeah. How way much worse. of that is intentional though? And like, I think I believe it's intentional. I'm not even talking conspiracies about the virus. I'm talking just in people's mindset, like. How much of that is intentional? Yeah, people have to continue. What do you mean? Well, so for example, I mean, we were talking about um, specifically like race relations, right? Mm -hmm. You have people taking a poll that they actually believe that race relations are worse now than they were in like 1968. How do you get You know, I, I really you, think you, that's you, really sh um, you know shitting on all these people, civil rights activists from the past to say that. You know, it's we don't have segregation anymore. You and know, it's interesting. It, you know, it's kind of a middle finger to MLK, don't you think, to say oh, that? that that's it's a, a, you're almost saying that whatever all that MLK did, <laughs> and all of it is, he d he didn't have any uh, um, effect on the course of history. Essentially, they're trying to reverse that progress. You're, yeah, you're essentially re reversing but it. It's funny. Acor according to the left, actually, MLK is a white supremacist in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, because he pushes for individual accountability and being judged on the merits of your. Personage. Mm -hmm. If you say that today, <coughs> you're a racist. Yeah, because you don't it's, you don't believe in systemic racism. You are putting the impetus on the the individual. Yeah, but you know, in that the last twenty years, where the under whose presidency we had the highest, like um, as far as polling, where the race relations were. Uh, I want to say Bush. It was Bush. Bush, yeah. Which is like, when I first heard that, a surprise. I think he was up to like 70-something percent. Yeah. When people said the race relations were positive in America. And then under Obama, Immediately it was a plummeted. strong plummet. Which, which is insane. Because Obama being the first black president was, like that should have been the crescendo of, of race relations in, in America, you know? And it, I, I think it was him who caused <clears throat> it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The rhetoric he used and how he handled certain situations, which well, were, were not handled poorly, but he made it out to be well, he, he worse, no than longer, much worse than it was. He no longer sought to appeal to the, the public at large. I think he is the first one that really started well, he, playing he, he to flipped. the... He came in and said, if I don't win, uh, it's not because I'm black. It's because I didn't speak to the American people. I didn't give a message that he, he they would want to support. He very quickly flipped when he, he started building his flipped. coalition. When he, he, immediately he, he, started, he started focusing on specific um, intersectional groups and their needs and placing them above. And, and not just placing them above, but actively pushing down other groups that didn't mesh well. So, I, yeah, definitely. Definitely he was yeah. responsible. But yeah, that's, that's a bit of a tangent. That was, just, a, <laughs> yeah, we became the one job uh, political analyst. Well, race race uh, relations came up, so. But uh, here's the thing, though. I think people, okay, I'm just going to end it with this, of this little tangent. I think people should be able to have these dialogues normally. I don't think it should be so um, so much tension. That's just my opinion. This people is, should be this able is to, a safe you can't, space. You can't get offended by facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, let's. All right, let's get get on to the quote. I want to. I looked it up on Quora. Mm -hmm. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Let's break this down. So good times create weak men in general. If one doesn't go through hardships, then that person will not have any experience which would make that person stronger in the future. Living a life with all the comforts will blind you from the harsh reality Ooh. that some people or countries face. Let, let me make a point about that. So this ties directly to what we were in, what we were saying earlier. 
people that grew up with struggle or difficulty, they were put on a higher like social playing field, right? And then the people who didn't have that, they they wanted it. And that's that's what I'm talking about, the social currency is they were perceived people that went through hard times were perceived as stronger innately because of the things they've been through. I do sort of agree that on a yeah, I think I mean, most people would. It's a fact. Resi- and I think resistance th- makes you stronger. You have no point. You have no choice but to be strong. But that's where it ties yeah. into the age of of participation trophies and things like like this because you it, it's playing to self esteem. So participation trophies are meant to raise people's self esteem and, and boost everybody up. But no actual work is being done to get them, and therefore there's no reward because what it turns out is self esteem comes from the actual work. The trophy that you earn is more valuable than the trophy you were given, not because of the trophy, but because of the work you did to get there. Mm-hmm. And so that's the problem with people that are trying to manufacture. It, it is almost that these weak men create hard times because they are manufacturing struggles for themselves to get that that strength. But the problem is, is that they came up, like they have no idea how to deal with it, and so it comes across as fake. It comes across as manufactured, which leads to actual tough, tough times, <laughs> like a generation after. You know what I mean? Another Sorry, scenario ahead. is the weak who was always who have always had low self esteem or always think that the as themselves as no good create hard times. This part of the phrase is neither neither true or false. For example, someone who has patience and listens to what others have to say and then decide what to do either mixing ideas or thinking one of their one of own and then applies it but fails this guy's grammar is kind of weird wouldn't create a hard time instead that person has just created a step to success another example is someone who gives up easily and doesn't even try and if that person just sits there with their arms crossed then that is when hard times is created have a nice day that's what the person said it's pretty much the quote we're going on. Do you think that a lot of that exists now? Do you think that a lot of people are creating hard times? Um. Well, yeah, absolutely. People are not that. But Or maybe we can even, actually, you know, the second part should be, what is the solution to it? If, okay, um, assuming that, that it's a big problem, that people need to find meaning in their lives, they need to find something to, some kind of... um. I guess goal or struggle or quest or they journey. They don't though. They don't though. That's the thing is, meaning can be gleaned from anything. That's what I'm. Yeah, exactly. That's why I asked you guys. Like the, the well, that's what I'm saying is like you don't need some huge, you know, save the princess quest or or whatever thing that you need. Like human beings have been around for a long time, and mm-hmm. most of their exist. Like the points that we see on movies and reading books, these are very specific places and times in history yeah mm-hmm. like and they arise and people react to them and they become you know the heroes and the legends and the stories and so everyone especially i think in this day and age our access to literature not even literature but movies more than anything entertainment entertainment more than anything has influenced us growing up more to where we do feel that we need a larger than life adventure and it be- has become more difficult to find to be content with the with the mundane, with the everyday reality. Because here's the fact. How many people are in the world? Over 7 billion? Not even a fraction of them are going to be famous. Not even a fraction of them are going to be 
heroes, not even a fraction of them, are going to be remembered by anybody except their descendants, you know? And that's okay. That's what people need to understand is that is okay. It is the desire to be larger than life that is, is I think, leading to this stuff. It's, it could be a little dangerous. Well, it's leading to rampant narcissism, for one. I mean, that's why we have TikTok culture, which, I mean, sorry to sound like a boomer, but that's that's shit. Well, no, you have, we talked about this with um, in the Depression episode. Do you remember that? The Lost Tapes, when we were talking about um, the, the, the clout chaser culture. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that, and I know it sounds kind of off topic, but like, you know, in China, I know in China, it's not a good example, but a lot of the, there's a poll you sent me that said that a lot of Chinese kids want to be astronauts and scientists. And then like, um, American kids want to be like influencers. You think that sounds like kind of a cultural decline? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, I mean, China's got more control. Their government obviously Yeah exactly So, I, so it's, it's a bad issue, example it's, a, it's an issue yeah. there too I think it's it cultural is. though Because parents have Much more realistic Expectations for their children That they put on them They have a They have an issue with uh, Participation award Culture there too It's really they, Yeah they do Oh they also have that in and China the, the little prince syndrome It's actually Oh the little emperor right? little, little emperor Yeah but I, th- I think it's Well I'm not saying It's significantly better But I'm just saying In terms of like you, You're like you will study. I mean, maybe in another well, twenty, well, maybe in another twenty years, they'll you know, catch up to us. Well, in they still shittiness. They still have a, a large <laughs> portion of their population that has that an actual struggle aspect. Yes, yeah, they they are not fully developed in terms yes. of so yeah. they're where that still stands of like astronaut and what that's coming from that space from the majority from the majority, which yeah. is yeah, still the majority. But yeah. they, I'm not going to say that the uh, what is it culture the Clout chasers. Clout, clout chasers. Yeah, the culture. clout chasers. It, mm-hmm. it exists there as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I would say here it's got to be worse. That's more of, of a social media problem. That's a but social it's, dilemma well, it's a kind middle, of thing. It's a middle class yeah. problem. It's a middle class. It's a middle class problem. I mean, yeah. So you see it in the middle class in China, which is absolutely. still developing. So that's why it's this hasn't gotten yeah. as bad. <laughs> but it, yeah. it's it, going in the it, same direction. The, yeah, yeah, it's in the same direction. <laughs> it's going that's in the true. same direction. Um. <laughs> What else was I going to say? Um, well, I want to just, if be, I don't know, if you, in case you forgot what point you wanted to make, I'm going to propose the um, idea that I, th- I think, yeah, um, maybe that, that kind of movie idea of a hero or a quest maybe is a lot more damaging because some people might want to, um, it's a kind of, it kind of creates an existential crisis if you kind of want to believe that. Well, it, okay, but wh- where does the um, the motivation even come from? For to, who who builds up the movement? They're all, they're hopping behind some movement, the struggle movement. Sure. Where's the struggle movement coming from? That's a different story. Yeah, that's a di- that's a whole well, no, different topic. That, I mean, that, it, that's, it fits. That's, it fits. Yeah. That's what's so so. It makes it so you have this whole group of people that are feeling lost and they want some struggle to fall behind, and then you have somebody. Someone's creating. Yeah, the struggle. somebody creates it, and then they fall in line because they see this rising up. So yeah, it is relevant in terms of. But first, we need to identify what are the specific struggles that we're talking. Well, I'm about. talking about specifically the philosophical existential crisis that's, that are going on. What do you think would be causing that? No, no, not so much what's causing it. I, I'm, I'm talking about like the, the people who are creating these struggles in these groups and these anything, what specific 
like solutions to the problem of the existential problem of I don't have any meaning. My life is, is so bland and everything. So they're following these things. So what, like, can we call them out specifically for what they are? Like incels is one, uh, Antifa is one. Let me say Antifa, Antifa. Antifa. Well, who else? Um, but it's also in the context of social media. It all kind of wraps around. <clears throat> that. I just think people who have extremist views in general, not just yeah. So it'd be a pretty uh, a broad group in general. Well, I th- I think the extremists on there actually are the ones that are not so much worried about um, the philosophical aspects. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think they're suffering from any lack of identity. I think they just want to fuck shit up. Well, yeah. Let's not. Yeah. What I. That is true. I I think sometimes I, I a lot of them so, are opportunists so, because so, a lot of the time they're they're kind of going against their own <clears throat> cause. So if if we take if we take Antifa, because that's that's the main one that's popping up in my head right now because I do think that a lot of the shit that they're talking about is completely made up. Personally, like the great struggle, all these fascists that are hiding behind every bush, I think is completely in their head. Well, that reminds me of like uh, Ben Shapiro chasing. Ghosts, same for like chasing the ghosts of, but there's no actual proof to substantiate. The oh yeah, claim that he's that saying still that fighting it. yeah, yeah, and I th- I think that's a good way to put it. Like they're they've well, I'll, I'll say one thing. I'll comment that Antifa, they say they're against fascism, right? But they support some of the fascistic elements of the corporate lobbyists, and they also support kind of the draconian laws that. People are are, are, they're, sta- are they're, doing with the lockdowns. They're, they're they on support. The, they're on the side of are, uh, big tech. They're, they're a side, the side of the establishment, <laughs> the which establishment. is establishment. Well, and that's, I, and that's where they're really confused because Apple, Google, they're it, just it, like. If you, you look, but do you you don't think that philosophical aspects is, it kind of exists in their mind? It's mostly. Well, this is this is what I was going to say. So really, you have that they want to be heroes. Well, you can break it down. I think there's a quote. There's a quote about some military leader back in. Back in the day, and he would talk about, like, in a battle, you have 100 men, right? And of those men, something like 90 of them are just cannon fodder. You know, they are, or not not even that. It was like, you have a battle, you have 100 men, it's something like 50% of them are just cannon fodder. They shouldn't even be there. Another, um, you know, 40 of them, you know, they're real soldiers, and we're lucky to have them. Then you have uh, something, nine of them are you know, the true heroes and the leaders. And for that, the battle will be won. And then there's the one who, you know, leads them all, something like that. And I think you can look at Antifa kind of the same way. And and a lot of these organizations is you have the majority, the the, the body, the main body of them are these, mid, are these middle to upper middle class kids who really have no sense of, of purpose and sense, you know, they're going through the existential crisis. Everything seems so bland. They want a great struggle to fall behind. And they make up the bulk of it. And within there, you have a lot of different ideological stuff. But the main part is like, I want to be part of something bigger than that's what I mean. That's the whole kind of episode is where where does that come from? Um, And how do you solve it? How do you. How can how can you make these people feel like they're a part of something bigger? Than themselves. That's actually something more. I mean, more constructive than going out or going around and burning stuff, essentially. There's there's a lot of different stuff. So I mean, one is you would, I mean, the community breaking down. Like a lot of people on the right talk about that, but I do think that if you break down a community, people will go out and seek a new community, right? 
So that's part of the reason. Then you have they they have a lot of daddy issues, mommy. You know, yeah, they could, but also, I mean, you know, maybe not even that. It, it's just a matter of they. Um, I I think. And so. by the way, for the viewers, we're not just talking about Antifa. That's just like very small. I mean, there's a lot a, of this very. Just because they've been in the news. It just they've been in the news, and we. I mean, we've. You were at for, the rally for, too, right? You saw. The rally in uh, Australia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll cut that out actually. <laughs> but no, but let's let's be honest. You've seen them in person. You've heard them talk. You they they've told you that. They think they're heroes and that they're they're, they're the so, underdogs so and they're fighting against tyranny, correct? So, uh, okay, I think that's a, the un, one of the underlining. You were at a, a thing. Yeah, I shouldn't have used the word rally because you were at like a more like a. It was a demonstration, mm-hmm. right? It, it was essentially a protest. It was a battlefield. <laughs> and I don't think we should shy away from that. I mean, some but you just yeah. ha- and it's funny because you were there randomly too. You didn't even want to go there. You just happened. It's to such a stop. mixed group of messages that you'll hear from them yeah so it they can like one person will say will be preaching communism the other one saying we're not communists we don't agree with that some anarchists communists they all say different things so it's a well it's you can call it then um but for the most part you would agree that most of the people in antifa tend to think they're they're the heroes of their own uh, their well, story. They're, the, the they're fighting I, Nazis. The ones I spoke to. Yeah, they're fighting Nazis. Person, or there was one guy. That was kind of what he came down to. It's like, okay, then what? Eventually, came down to what do you? But they're think against you're fighting but, for, even if you're going. But they're like, against the COVID vaccine too. But they're uh, for lockdowns. Interesting kind see, of. But that's the thing. It's so mixed. Yeah, it's. It's not consistent in. I don't know where the consistency is. There is no core ideology except we don't want fascism. But then the problem is, is that there are no fascists right now. I mean, there are fascists, I'm sure, but not, there are not just, everybody on the right is not a fascist is what it comes down to. And I can't, what's the term when it's like two different groups and they try and just bring them together based off of some overlap in ideals or values? I cannot remember the term. Unification. No, no, um, the unifying, unifying against the common enemy. Common ground. Yeah, like there's two different groups. Like even Ben Shapiro talked about this. I can. Why can I not remember the term? But if there's like, okay, you got all these marginalized groups, and you try and oh, a coalition. Build the, yeah, but the the term for what they're doing. Intersection. Intersectionality. Okay. It seems like it's like a. That's what it. Antifa oh yeah, feels yeah. Like it's a whole oh. intersection. I get. Yeah, I've heard about that. So mm-hmm. many of them actually don't. Agree. They might have some things, mm-hmm. but most of the things they're going off on is so different. Right. So it's a bunch of different groups who came together for maybe one thing mm-hmm. that they that they feel they need to fight for to be heroes mm-hmm. to overcome. But the rest of all these other issues that get right. brought up, they actually don't agree with each other. Right. Well, it's interesting because a lot of the they they care about their cause, uh, sort of, but not so far into as into change their own life for example someone brought up the xinjiang the uyghur camps right in china right the concentration oh, yeah. camps and the and then they just bl- they batted an eye so i guess the they said they, the, they said that oh the concentration camps are there ice facility is like right what, over here well what, what i'm trying to say is that they're for the disenfranchised but the disenfranchised is um, how do I say it? It's an ever-expanding concept. It depends on certain... Well, this this is where it comes down to, in my opinion. So if we're talking specifically about these 
these groups of, of young people who don't, who are having this existential crisis. And so they latch onto one of these larger than themselves movements. Right. And again, specifically we're talking about this, which can extend into like the social justice left. All right. You bring up China and you, you would use that and bring it up to somebody and they would say something like, Oh, well that's not there. The reason why, and this is ultimately where, again, we're talking about what they're trying to do and why it doesn't work because it's not true. It's not posture. It's posturing. It doesn't have substance and it doesn't have real work behind it. It's actually easy to go there and scream your fucking head off. And it's kind of cathartic, not cathartic, but it's, you feel good. You feel like you did something. Yes. And literally you're just screaming your opinion Mm -hmm. at people. You're not actually doing anything. You're not changing anyone's mind. You're not forwarding your movement. You're not even intimidating it really anybody. All you're doing is screaming in the street and people are getting off on it. If when you bring up stuff like China, there's an entire world where there is a great number more injustices that are done outside of the United States than in the United States. I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, a lot worse. You have concentration camps and yeah. like if we're talking in Xinjiang, you have modern day slavery, yep. sex trafficking, all of this. Slave labor, you slave have, labor. Yep. And then they environmental they, they destruction. Don't. Literally every issue that you can point in the United States and say it exists here. It exists outside of here to a much, much greater degree. But they would probably argue, well, we're, not, we're focused on, on our country. We but have to you, fix our my, country before we fix the world. Something like that. But my like point that. is you shouldn't be. My point is you shouldn't be. My point is you should focus on yourself. That's, in, what, yeah, that's to, what I was trying to look for. When it comes mm-hmm. to improving your own community, it starts person to person. Improve yourself. And honestly, this is where... I mean, we're just evoking all of the fucking gods of the of the right now, but <laughs> George, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> but I mean, this is what yeah, he they're talks gonna about. Think, he, he talks about oh no, know, self making your bed. We right? can't claim we're centrist now. I mean, well, we we are. They're just anyone who you, thinks otherwise is stupid. But no, I mean, really, it's it's make your bed, take care of yourself, get your own life right, look within. The, I mean, find meaning that way, and then that will spread to the rest of your community if everybody starts doing that if everyone cleans up their own shit then everything is clean but it's it's a lot harder and this is what i said about not actually wanting to do the work it's easier to yell at other people to change around you than it is for that you to change that's yeah that's yourself. what that's the conclusion i'm trying to arrive at i mean and that's mm-hmm. where incels that's where far right groups that's where far left groups that's where all they the blame in- other people instead blame of blaming people, themselves and they demand change from them to accommodate them rather than changing themselves and letting everybody else live, go about their way yeah you see a problem with someone else you can scream at them all day and just create and you'll more, feel greater like, tension. And you you'll might feel, feel good like you about did yourself. something, yeah. But that doesn't change the problem that you have with yourself and where you need to Here's a really good example of this. I remember when, because um, I have uh, friends and family that live down near Portland, Oregon. So when the riots were really bad in Portland, Oregon, they and, and Trump sent in the federal agents, right? And you had the wall of moms and you had like all this. For the days that that was going on, I would see stuff on Facebook. People would post, and they would literally refer to it as the front lines. And these were like, when mm. you watch documentaries about World War One, like front, the yeah. letters from home, when they're describing the horrors of battle and all this shit, they were literally, literally trying to evoke the same kind of feelings. And I don't think this was propaganda. I think they were living a fucking fantasy. No, it just, yeah, it reminds me of those people who they love to read about military history. They love to read about um, all these battles and watch these documentaries. But you kind of don't. 
there I don't like to use the word LARPer, but it was role it's like they, no, they was, want to role play. Like if, if I can find some, I'd love to read them on here because it was literally just it was like today is the second they want to be part of the second week of battle. And, they want to be part of a you, war that doesn't exist. You know, the, but the when it comes down to it's fun. Yeah, it's I'm really, sure it is. It's a, no, no, that's what I'm saying. It's it is a fun. Fun environment, and you're not in any real danger. Kind of like when we played uh, yeah, airsoft, right? Didn't we play airsoft yeah. in China? It's or yeah. was it the laser tag? You you feel? And then you, we had to wear the <laughs> yeah. outfits and all that, right? I was uninvolved, and it was one of the most entertaining things I've ever been. Well, and there's of. a rush because shit could have popped rush. off at any moment. You get so either, which which and actually, stuff is popping off. Which actually, oh, I should know you're talking about. No, the, no, yeah. this ties back to fucking Fight Club really fucking well, actually, because that's what basically this shit is. We're gonna get in the street and throw hands, and there's been some times when people have gotten seriously hurt from it. But I mean. People are taking out their fucking frustration and woes through fighting each other, through throwing Catharsis, fists. yeah. And even these dudes, because let's be real, these Antifa guys, they look like fucking pussies. But they, I mean, they're getting their ass beat, but they keep showing up. And they're, like you said, I'm sure they fucking love it, man. The way they would write about it, yeah, some of them would catch like a rubber bullet and they'd be blind in their eye. And now they'd have this badge of honor for the rest of their life. But fucking, they're not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, like the a, risk of there's an actual physical, um, uh, psychological concept for this. It's like how do I? Uh, it's um, clinical physicians use this. It's um, kind of experiencing a fear, but at a safe distance, kind of like a, a, a catharsis in a way. And it's like what they're doing. It's like they they want to experience these kind of warlike uh, temptations and um, urges. But at a safe distance, not all the way. It is role play. Exactly, There's not all no the way. They're There's not going to go to the military. They're not going to go serve as, uh, as private security. They're not going to go do law enforcement or anything that's, I guess, centered. Around I mean, that. and there's a larger, there's a a larger argument to be had about you know the the military and stuff like you oh know, yeah, like Lord of the Flies, like the mm-hmm. symbology of that. Like ultimately, all wars are just kind of. A game for certain people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like all the soldiers are, are pawns on the check chessboard of these higher ups, but that not the stakes. Those stakes are real for the people on the ground. This yeah. role playing shit, the stakes are so fucking low. Yeah, like, exactly. There's no stakes. You get a black eye, you might go to jail, but you're you're good. Like afterwards, you're good, and you're with your friends, and you're pumping each other up. And most of these people. They they don't fucking they didn't play sports they don't have that sense of fucking physical activity yeah but they yeah, don't mm-hmm, have that that's sense true. of teamwork these are reasons why sports are good is because they fill that there needs to be a board. channel of energy that's constructive mm-hmm. I mean I can't speak for like, all of them but fucking, no yeah I'm I sure won't either I'm sure a lot of them some of them probably maybe mm. they do actually believe in their I I do honestly believe that some of them are and, goodwilled and no no I actually I think the ones that actually believe in their cause are the ones that are killing the other side. Oh yeah, that's the way they believe it way too much. Well, be, they they get radicalized to the extent that they, that it is it is life and death to them. It is not a matter of you're really passionate about it and you're going to do this stuff and it's subconsciously hitting this thing. But it's no, the Nazis are taking over and I need to end it. Or the fucking idiot in Tacoma who threw grenades or sh- tried to shoot up an ICE facility. Wh- where where's Tacoma? Isn't that in the the? Uh, isn't that in um? What is it? Washington, right? Washington State. Yeah. yeah. Is that near Seattle? Little south, yeah, of it's kind of yeah. okay. But some of them, I'll give it. Some of them did 
practice some restraint in cases where they didn't have to that I saw that I witnessed personally. I'm sure they, I'm, no, I'm sure they did, but really what that's the problem with it is that I think on both sides, it's escalated to the point that people it, are it's, it's both sides. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is really on a both, both side sides. Thing. It's, it's escalated. People have died now. So people are coming. Strapped. Yeah. Exactly. They may not be pulling it out at the drop of a hat, but people are strapped. But the reason it escalated is because of these fringe actual extremists who are terrified and on the right. It's the same thing. You have people who are terrified of the communist takeover. Like, mm-hmm. these people are going to destroy everything they hold. The Red there. Scare. More people on the right, from, from what <clears throat> I witnessed and was hearing, and I'm in, like, right in the middle, mm-hmm. more people on the right, and they would say things outright, and you believe it when they say, I'm willing they're to die. More, I'm willing to die for they're this. They're a bit more unified. They're, willing to die. Yeah, they're much more unified. Yeah. Much more organized. And some of them would outright just having conversations with the other side. And you believe it in their well, tone Well, because and a lot of the guys on the right come from actual military mm-hmm. background. Yeah, yeah. They'll tell you it, outright, and you, you believe every word. I'm so, willing to die for this well, and right that's, now. But that's, so that's why in, I don't like that moment. That's why I don't like it. I don't like that uh, word, LARP, because they always use it for, like, the Boogaloo Boys. and the, You know the oh, Boogaloo Boys, right? No, the Boogaloo Boys are not LARP. They're not LARP. But, 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 that's, but, that's, but, why, that, but that's, that's why nothing hasn't popped up yet. That's what I'm saying, though. Because, yeah. because, because of their training, they, they have more restraint. So they're like, when you're ready, we'll go. But... Until then, just know when you get real, I'll get real. But I'm just saying that they do use that term. I've, I've seen it online, but I don't believe that's true. <laughs> I don't think it because, applies to the right as no, much. No, no, because it doesn't. Because there, most no, of the people on the right tend to be military background. Some, I mean, you go through For the any, majority tend to be ex-veterans, the, hunters. Yeah. You go through uh, any, any group of people, you can find the ones for the photo op that make them look bad. So we've all yeah. seen the guys who look like... They're fat as shit, and they're barely fitting in their little protection vests, and their guns are hanging. Yeah, off. exactly. And that's you, purposely they done. Ain't, they ain't fighting a war. They're they're gonna sit there and they're trying to look badass. That's on the right too. I'm saying that if we're talking majority, the right, the majority of these right wing groups. Yeah, they're veterans. They're veterans, a lot and they're of them are they hunters, or they're private security, or they're law enforcement. They've been trained, or they're or they're, they're any kind of oper operate. Is that what they call them? Operators, right? Specialists, generally special if, operations. If you ever go on the ground, you'll see it. And it's easy it's to the tell. Way they carry or, or if it's not, they're they're truckers who just love the Second Amendment. They like they the two A. They were no, they were in complete control of the entire situation because they know what's which, real. Which stakes is why are like. they were a smaller group, probably even close to half the size, and they were pushing them easily because they're more unified in what. They, because they're not pushing an agenda as much as they're defending against an agenda, which is ironic because the left is the one usually to say that they're defending, but they are constantly the instigators. And in that case, they were. Yeah. And for evidence, I won't speak on, but they were instigating the situation. Which, and again, I'm not going to say that, uh, like, the right. I mean, the the Proud Boys are trolls in a lot of ways. Like, they, they have the motto, we won't hit first, but we will, or we won't start it, but we'll finish it. But... They'll do everything they can to get that shit to pop To off. get it to start. To, and, to get them to throw and there the was, first punch. This was both sides. They were both antagonizing, trolling, trying to trying to get something to start. Mm-hmm. Maybe even... And then there's like there's that right. guy with the Winnie the, the Pooh shirt, right, who is fighting off like five Antifa guys. Uh, he got he got his nose broken. He's a but boy. he wanted that though, right? He he, but let's let's be honest. He wanted that. He wanted the rush, right? He was in a t-shirt, jeans, no weapons. So I'll give him all the props he deserves for jumping in that. But crash. okay, so describe the Winnie the Pooh shirt, by the way. It was a Pooh Bear with like uh, Xi Jinping's face. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he got his nose broken. He was he was bleeding all the way down. 
Anyway, we're and almost. He, and he, he didn't leave after that. He just got right back up. And <laughs> well, that's. I mean, that's and he beat, I mean. wait, wait, he knocked guys, out five of them. No, he was just like scrapping with, like. But he four, still fought against them. four of them in general. Yeah, he was even swinging. yeah, exactly. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're trained and they've experienced a lot of them experience actual life or death situations. So it's there's a different level. And I know I know we just sound like we're sucking the right dick right here, but it's, <laughs> it's really not that. No, it's, but that's objective. Just, Most of them are ex. Some kind of the this. Was, law enforcement yeah. hunters specialists. It was ma- yeah. vin- military, uh, private security, all of that. That's just a, that's just how it is. Honest observation, being on the ground, who was more organized, who looked like they were actually properly trained and knew mm-hmm. what they were well, doing, what's the right? Left was like a bunch of maybe look like even a percentage of them were high schoolers. Definitely the rest are in their twenties and just kind of. But I mean, that's the prime demographic I mean, here for yeah. what we're talking about. That lack of sense of purpose, that lack of adventure, and all this stuff. And well, there's a lot, a lot of factors. Just to, um, someone was talking about how people don't have the same living standards that they used to before. You work and, harder for less, and you're getting pushed back. You're definitely intimidated. People are dreaming of the the past, the economic prosperity that that allowed you to go to college and just work a, a part time, pay off college, have a house. Which, which I'm gonna say, I think that there's something to be said for that. I think just that they're not living in that time well, anymore, and well, then no, some people are mad about that, and of course that affects them as well, right? We're not living in that time anymore, but I do think, personally, I don't think that student loans should just be willy nilly forgiven. But I do think that well, American education is a racket. You know, also the thing about student loans, which people don't realize, you know, who's going to benefit f- that from that the most? Banks. No, it's I'm kidding. It's, I'm it's, just joking. It's m- middle upper class people, the people who, who study are going to call a graduate shitty school. Fucking Half of all debt is from graduate school debt. Yeah, you're helping people. Well, <laughs> and, already and, like, and here's my problem. So this this comes it's, down it's, to it's, it's not going to benefit minorities. Not in the way because it's yeah. going to help these. Okay, we're going. We're approaching fo- uh, fifty minutes. Do you want to keep it forty-five or? Right, we can take it. We got. Playroom, we'll bring it to an end, but but I would say that's just another bailout for rich. I, well, all else. I'm saying is you should school should be made affordable, but it shouldn't be made free because then it loses all value. If everybody goes to college, then it's useless. To well, there's going to be a surplus then, right? Well, there already is because again, back to the 80s and 90s, the 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 generation that followed the boomers, the children of the boomers, were told go to college, and then you will. Succeed in life. Yeah, that's all you had to do. Go to college, just get a degree. It doesn't matter what it's in. Just get a degree, and they'll pay you more, and then you'll win. And that's not the case because literally everybody went to college, and now nobody gives a shit. Like, well, okay, everyone has a BA in the stack of resumes who's got an MA. Well, it's mostly the people who studied BS and then thought well, they I could mean, turn that into Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously, <laughs> if you're going to study... Like, unless unless you take it... You, they didn't realize, like, if I study feminism, I need more than a BA to do anything with well, this yeah, degree. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you go into a STEM... <laughs> you need to go at least, like, master's, probably even PhD probably PhD, something And you're like only that. you're only going to be in academia, which is fine, except then you're just this bitter academic who's going <laughs> to yeah. publish a bunch of shit about... And who probably won't make that much either, because how many people are willing to give um, grants to these... Research centers for studying that for, exactly. Well, a lot now. Well, no, maybe <laughs> yeah. That, that's now, true. Uh, feminist consultants, racial consultants, all they, they make a fuck ton of money. Ridiculous. Really? Amounts, oh my yeah. god! For I think you look it up. Who was the one who wrote the uh, white fragility book? Robin De- uh, D'Angelo. Yeah, that was yeah, her yeah. last name. Speaking gigs. Was it like? Oh, it's. Tw- 
20 K 20 something K it, it's, it's for like uh, an hour speech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking five figures, man, for an hour speech to tell people they're racist. Oh, okay. And it was funny because then they were complaining because she's she's white and she's uh-huh. making twice as like much. As hey, yeah. Wait the, a minute. The, the black speakers <laughs> on the same stuff. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. That's funny. Like she, th- there was a legit. The well, joke writes there's itself. Le- there's a legit like. <laughs> wait a minute. She sounds privileged to me. That lady who. Well, here's the thing. She starts everything off like her book start. I'm racist is what she says. I am racist. But did she say she was racist. privileged though? <laughs> well, of course she's privileged. She's a fucking. But did she admit it? I'm sure she, yeah, she, of course she did. Otherwise, she's fragile. That's okay, the that's good, good. It. It's not good. It's so, stupid. So we're making, a, a, ton we're of making money. a racist rich now. Congratulations. Well, yeah. I, at least <laughs> exactly. she's A, for exactly. a, a plus I'm for consistency. And so are you. <laughs> now give me money. <laughs> give me all the money. Your work is just begun. We're just we're making racist millionaires and supporting it. Well, how does that go? Someone who's openly admitting they're a racist. We're going to help them And I'm, here's the thing. I'm if she cares so much about these problems what has she redistributed her money of course not (laughs) exactly well no here's the thing has she made a charity does she just write a book and actually racist i'm sure she's actually racist because she's an upper middle class white woman (laughs) who probably grew up in a mostly white neighborhood she's in her 40s or something she probably didn't see a real black person until she was in her 20s so when she talks in the book about how when she sees a black person walking towards her she just go crosses the street and this is you know her unconscious bias unconscious my ass the bitch is racist she even says it i don't do that she's it just sounds I grew, like a i grew up in a really diverse neighborhood well yeah i mean you speak samoan narrowing it down but yeah <laughs> <laughs> among among some other languages i speak yeah. and you speak chinese I speak chinese and you speak um gaelic too i'm, I'm working on gaelic That's and you speak so and you speak spanish right and german and german yeah Dutch too. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't add to it. That's <laughs> so he, yeah, you're the most diverse one here, actually. <laughs> but um, it just sounds like projection, projection on her part. Really, she just sounds like she's making a. I mean, if she really cared about it, she would probably have done something for the community, invested or the, the only one I created see- a charity or something like that. It's all these people. I, Sure, I guess they're good. You, some people might be naive, naive enough to think they're goodwilled, but unless you see something of actual substance, I mean, well, really, any, just somebody who's who's any, a grifter any, who's any making money off of this. Any millionaire who's ca- calling for the fucking fall of capitalism is an idiot. Is a fucking grifter and an idiot. That's just a fact. Oh wow, we just went <laughs> these last last five minutes. Yeah, we're getting too much. So there you have it. We are clearly a far right propaganda <laughs> podcast. Okay, thank you, Matt. <laughs> like, clearly, from all this, we've inv- we've invoked all the gods. Like, I liked how I just wanted to talk about philosophy, and then we. <laughs> it pertains. I, okay, so let's wrap it up. Let's let's give final thoughts. I think people should should ignore that because some. Okay, if we want to talk about this kind of topic, then you have no point to talk. A point. You have no other choice but to add that layer of depth because it gives the well, um, other... Well, because it ties in right here. We have to talk about this. And this, uh, is, this is about philosophy applying to the world around us now, not just... Yeah, exactly. Years. So if you're mad about this, then I, you shouldn't... It probably yeah. isn't the podcast for you. Yeah, it's not the podcast you for you. still listen, though, because, you know, <laughs> <But I think> help <laughs> us out. <laughs> but it's not for you, but you should still listen. Just yeah, just still turn, listen. Turn though. it on and then go and somewhere still, else. You know what? Listen to it just so you can go on Apple iTunes and just say, I found one of those channels and then put it on um, uh, Transparency Tube. <laughs> like, these guys are Nazis. 
all of them. We will engage. We love that shit. So, <laughs> all right. Deal. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Final thoughts on the specific, uh, the group of youngins who have no no point. Go ahead. What's your final thoughts on that? Um. Yeah, it's... Focus on fixing yourself first and foremost. Oh, man, you took mine. <laughs> I think that's that. Uh, focus on fixing yourself first and foremost. Um, leading by example. I'll leave it at that. Well, I, I just want to say that I think people should focus on small changes before they do big changes. Especially if a change is very big and very abrupt. I mean, that could be go either way. So it's better to make small changes in general, my opinion. I want to say that if you're looking for a grandiose storybook, legendary meaning to your life, you are probably not going to find it no matter how much LARP What about do. Don Quixote? Uh, well, we see what happened to him. He was fucking nuts. I mean, that's your You life. read Don Quixote? I'm well-versed yeah? in Spanish, in actual Spanish. But uh, my point on that is that you should find meaning in the mundane, in the small, because all of human life is is mundane, except for very few exceptions. So learn to enjoy every moment and learn to take meaning from the small things in your life. And I promise you, you will be much happier. This this is just a fact. Everyone is born, they grow old, and they die. So make the most of it while you're here. One last comment uh, that just reminded me of something, that there's a um, psychological, uh, I don't know if it's a aspect or it's actually um, you, a clinician can diagnose something with this but it's called low arousal theory yeah yeah stop being dirty it just means that people who Loner. they they need people people who have this low arousal they tend to want they tend to be daredevils and like want to look for something dangerous and that's kind of a risky trait to have a lot of people who are criminals tend to have this actually well there's an addition to this real small yeah. addition that's mm -hmm. that yeah. if you're overstimulated which all of us Exa are in yeah, the modern exactly. age mm -hmm. because of the amount of media we consume especially stuff like youtube where you can go quick quick between a bunch of different stimuli um you can actually give yourself this condition you you affect the chemicals in your brain and then you need more to entertain you more to find gratification yeah so i mean part of it is yeah understanding yourself and just be aware of like what you're consuming and what it's doing to you don't spend as much fucking time on youtube swear to god definitely not go TV, out and do stuff definitely not tv yeah, in general, social media. We'll post that on our... Ha having some fast. But yeah. before you take a fast from social media, go ahead. A dopamine stop, fast. Stop over on our uh, pages and follow if you haven't. Comment if you haven't. I highly recommend and I want to talk to each and every one of you. And I know each and every one of you wants to talk to me. So go ahead and give us a follow at... Wine Jar Cynics... Um it's the wine jar Nazis, actually. That's what somebody's <laughs> going to say. The Please Nazi. comment that. If you have that to say. The wine jar. Even if you want to be funny, we'll, we will give you a shout out. If you, <laughs> they're hiding oh, they're, in their... They're going to troll us now. We're, I mean, <laughs> we, are thirsty for your, we are thirsty for your comments. We are just out there begging for it. So. They'll do it. <laughs> I, no, no. But if I use them all, if I use them all, they don't have anything else to come up with. Wine jar alt trolls. This, this is an eight mile. <laughs> You're going to... They're not going to have anything to call so us. In, engage with us is all I'm saying. We we will post more on social media when we start seeing a lot more uh, engagement. Yeah. This isn't a threat. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a threat. We'll be more inclined to do it. The engagement is motivating, though. So. Yes. So if, we look. If, if you like what you're hearing, please do reach out. We look forward to hearing from all of you. No matter what, what you have to say, it's all good. Have a happy holidays.
receive this packet. Parabellum. 